Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space and this week we've been talking a lot about mindset quite a bit recently and about the mental aspects of training and different mindsets for training. But this week, I want to take a different approach. I want to look at our body like the machine that it is, and I want to talk about maintenance, about getting our body to the best places that we possibly can, getting the most out of our health. So to that end, obviously, we know, especially if you guys are a regular listener, you know what a tremendous proponent I am of exercise and how important I believe exercise is. Um, and what I believe we should, uh, you know, how much we should prioritize exercise over, you know, video games, time on our cell phone, um, anything else. And that I think it's not a selfless, not a selfish, excuse me, endeavor. That instead it's very selfless and that it's going to help us do everything we do that much better. So to that end. I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, odds are you're someone who trains already or you're someone who's getting ready to train. So what I want to think about this week is how we're going to keep our body in the best working order in order to keep it training at a high level. Basically, we're talking about maintenance, about recovery. See, obviously... Step one of maintenance of our body is exercise. That's a very, very important thing. Um, I, I mean, I've talked a great many times in a great many episodes about just how important exercise is for us and why it's something that we should prioritize and why it's good for us both physically and mentally. However, if we want to keep ourselves able to exercise and we want to keep ourselves feeling good as we exercise. Obviously, when you're pushing your body all the time, it's important that you do regular maintenance on it to help it feel that much better. So that way, you get not only the aesthetics and the health that you're looking for, but also you get the great feelings. Obviously, I think working out is going to make you feel better, but of course, we'll always have soreness to deal with from working out. So I want to talk about some things that are important for recovery and for helping us mitigate that soreness. So I'll start with the most basic things. First would be hydration. If you're drinking around a gallon of water a day, it's really easy for your body to handle flushing out all the lactic acid that builds up in your system. It's a very normal thing when we're sore, or rather when we train all, all the time, to be sore the next day or two after a workout. You're supposed to be. That's your body breaking down, to, to make it uh, in its simplest detail, when you work a muscle, you're actually creating microscopic tears in the muscle fiber. And then your body produces lactic acid to rebuild that muscle stronger, harder, and bigger. To that end, however, when the lactic acid comes, it kind of sits in our muscles. And that's what creates the soreness. To that end. If we want to mitigate that soreness, we want to keep our system flushing it out regularly. Of course, exercise will certainly help do that because that will get our system pumping. But a great and important thing in helping our body operate when we're working out, when we're training, is to stay hydrated. Uh, And I've given a great many ideas previously 
on how to stay hydrated. I, for one, am not a proponent of disposable water bottles. I think that's a great way for you to lose track of the fact that you're not drinking anything during the day. I think with a refillable, uh, reusable water bottle, it kind of stares you in the face every single day and lets you know, hey, we got to do this, right? we got to take care of this. It's, it's like if it's sitting on your desk, it stares you in the face and reminds you, hey, drink me. And obviously that'll help you to recover your hydration and keep it where you'd like it that much more. I try to stick around a gallon of water a day, every day, and then I try to go above and beyond that on the days when I train, because obviously as you sweat, you're losing water. Therefore, you definitely want to make sure you're getting that water back. So I digress. Let's move on to the next fairly basic thing. And that fairly basic thing is sleep. That's our body's most basic recovery mechanism. It's something we can't help but do. Right? We do it all that we do it every day, hopefully. And it's a tremendous tool in helping our body recover from what we put it through on a daily basis. Now, I went really in depth on sleep back in episode 38. So if you guys want to hear more about not only how to improve your sleep, but also why sleep is such an important thing for us and what health benefits it has and everything, go back, listen to episode 38. And that can remind you all the things you need to know about sleep and why it's so important and what you need to do to get better sleep. Because obviously it's not just the hours in the bed that matter. It's that they're of a high quality. So talking about how to get them in a high quality is something I did in episode 38. (coughs) Excuse me. Moving forward. Another thing that I believe is fairly basic when it comes to the idea of recovery would be Stretching. I think it should be fairly straight ahead because if you're training actively, most, if you're training in a place, in a martial arts anyway, hopefully they're making that part of your routine. It's something that is often ignored in physical conditioning um, and it's a tremendous uh, part of, of physical conditioning, right? We think about cardio, we think about strength, we often forget flexibility. Therein lies the problem. It's, if we want to make sure that we're still able to perform at our peak, we still want to stay youthful and agile and not get stiff and get older all the time, flexibility is uh, a very important part of the process. You know, Sometimes people get so involved in the other parts of physical conditioning, they lose track and they think that flexibility is just the ability to flex your muscles at yourself in a mirror. Obviously not, but moving on. All right. So flexibility, taking the time at the end of your workout when you're already really, really warm. That's the time to stretch for flexibility. You want to deeply take advantage for at least 20 seconds in each stretch, holding at a point of tension, again, while your body's very, very warm. That way, you'll be a little more flexible at the end of the workout, but even more importantly, what will happen is it'll help mitigate some of that lactic acid. It'll help it dissipate just a little bit. A great thing to do on the day after your training or when you're starting to feel a little sore, is again, loosen up with a little bit of a stretch. I wouldn't do necessarily the same stretches that you did for flexibility. Maybe you go on YouTube or whatever and you throw like a little beginner's YouTube class on for 10 minutes or something. Um, Just something basic that will allow you to stretch your body a little bit and make your muscles open up their range of motion because naturally as you're rebuilding muscle, your body just kind of tightens up just a little bit. So 
as a result of we can just open it up with just a little bit of stretching. Obviously, if you're doing it like I'm describing as a means of recovery, you're not going to do it with the same intensity as if you were stretching for flexibility. In other words, you're not trying to like really kill yourself and, and really get the tension. You're just trying to get the blood flowing a little bit, a little bit of like a, a warm sensation, a little bit of like a warm-up would help you to mitigate that soreness. So as far as I'm concerned, those three were among the most basic in terms of recovery and things that just kind of like stare us in the face that, um, that are very easy for us to think about and things we could do with absolutely nothing. Those things don't cost any money. All they cost is a little bit of time. So obviously, they're really important for us to make sure that we do on a very regular basis, that we're keeping those healthy habits. To me, those aren't even so much recovery as they are you know, better habits for better health. So think about those first two that way. But now I want to explore some other things that I know people do for recovery. And some of them are things that I do myself and some of the things I, you know, I don't do, but I could see the value in them. So let's talk about a few of them. So one of the things that is most prevalent is massage. Again, if you're beating muscles up all the time, soreness is going to be there. Things are going to knot up. They're going to wind up a little bit tighter. And seeing a professional who can uh, give you a good massage uh, would certainly be a very, very good thing. And, you know, obviously you, uh, you know, you would do that within your budget, within your time frame and so forth. And the thing to caution yourself with is sometimes people who are very athletic go a long time without a massage and they go to see a professional. And when they see this professional who's got a background, a wide background in massage, they look at it and they see an opportunity like, okay, we got to get this athlete back to peak performance. So if you're not doing massage super regularly, that first couple of massages where the masseuse is really kind of getting you back to baseline, they can be rather aggressive <laughs> as, uh, as massage goes. I just had one of my students, one of the instructors in my school go uh, to one of my good friends who's a massage therapist and uh, he went to her. For the first time, he'd been meaning to get to her for months and months and months, and finally he got to her. And I talked to her just recently this weekend, and uh, I, I told him, you know, he told me he had a very good experience with you. He asked me to thank you if I saw you, said you, you, everything was great. She looked at him, she goes, yeah, I beat him up a little bit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could tell. Obviously, he was left physically sore because of how in-depth she had to go. But as he goes more regularly, she won't need to do that level of intensity. The other thing about massage is there are more and more prevalent tools that you can do at home, things that you can buy to kind of massage yourself a little bit. Some basic example of this would be foam rolling. I'm sure you guys have seen, if you guys are active, you go to a martial arts school, you go to a gym, you see that guy who's got the foam roller and he's just taking it to the spot that's a little sore and just rolling his body back and forth on it. And really all that does is a little bit of baseline massage. It uses your weight to help you. You're able to target it on the area that you want. Obviously, uh, with a masseuse, maybe they can't go quite as uh, aggressively as you want in the one area, simply because your skin can't take it or your muscles can't take it. But maybe with a foam roller, you can sit on that for a little bit longer. And though it's less intensity necessarily, 
um, you're able to, to sustain it for longer and thereby get a slightly different result. And there's a great many other things that you can use along these lines. Like another thing I have and I, I recommend to people, it's called a shepherd's hook. It looks like a letter S and it has handles and like little knobbies on it. And you take the knob and you line it up with where the knot is in your back and you just use the handles to help grind it into that knot. And it's not the most pleasant experience in the world because it's hard plastic. So it doesn't feel the greatest against your skin. But let me tell you, that thing can, when you find the knot and you dig into it, you can really aggressively go after that one little thing that's bothering you. And as a result, be able to massage it out and work it out and feel way better from it. Similarly, other things that they make um, are, are like, uh, I don't even know how to describe, or I don't know the term for them, I should say. But it's like a flat bottom with a rounded top. And it's either hard rubber or plastic. Sometimes the top is like a ball bearing. Sometimes the top has like prongs almost to help you get into different spots. And I find that flat with the, with the dome on the top is very valuable for me to get into certain spots uh, on like, like my back or my hips. I can lay that down flat and I can just kind of dig in to that knot and just kind of work it back and forth a little bit. Uh, they're built to not slip. So therefore you're able to put it on a different surface and be able to just work it a little bit back and forth. Um, so let's, let's go into other things that people use for recovering. Next would be different types of, of tubs. One being an ice bath. Ice baths are used for recovery. You, know, you fill a tub with water, you put a whole bunch of ice in it so it gets super cold and then you get in there for a little while. Um, how long depends on you, how long you can take it, and so forth. And there's been a ton of research done in how your body reacts to cold shock proteins and the way that your body reacts to that gigantic um, drop in temperature, what it does for inflammation and stuff like that. And obviously, this being a small part of what I'm talking about today, I'm not going to go crazy exploring that idea. But again, if you look into that, there's a great many uh, scientists and stuff who study this stuff. Um, there's a doc, there's a, a doctor who's on the Joe Rogan podcast all the time, who is an absolute expert in this, in these things. And she also uh, is very, um, knowledgeable on the opposite, which we'll get into now before I give your name. And that would be to go into heat. And that would be things like, um, hot tubs. That's definitely an option. Um, and you know, obviously that's nice because they have the, the jets and the massages and all that. That's a very big part of it too. But in addition to that, there's also things like sauna. And sauna is a tremendous tool for us to use because it's gonna help us to keep our engine kind of running, right? It's again, gonna help produce those heat shock proteins which help our body with inflammation. Similar, uh, on this similar vein, when we're talking about hot, a great thing for us to think about as well is a simple thing that anybody can do at home, and that's an Epsom salt bath. Right? An Epsom salt bath is fantastic for your recovery. Not only is it great for your skin, but the Epsom salts, as your body soaks them up, are great for your muscular recovery. You just run a hot bath, pour some Epsom salts in, which you can get at any form, pharmacy or supermarket. Uh, it costs very little, and it's a great, great tool for helping your body feel better really, really quickly. Uh, you know, it's great. I find it because 
unless you got a tremendous tub where you can get your entire body in at once. It's nice to target those lower back and hip area because you can keep those under the water pretty easily and therefore get a real nice result in how your body feels afterwards. Since we're thinking about very salty water, another thing to do for recovery, floating. It's something I believe in, it's something I do. Uh, it's sens you guys have probably heard of sensory deprivation tanks and there's a bunch of places around where you can do that, whether they have a tank or the place that I go to has like giant bathtubs. So the room that the, the, the bathtub is an entire room in, into it of itself. And for 90 minutes, you unplug from the world and you float in this body temperature. It's the same water, same temperature as the surface of your skin. And you float for 90 minutes. Uh, in a very short while, you're doing something very meditative. It's somehow you're not asleep, but also it's kind of deeper. I don't quite understand how that works, but it is what it is. Uh, and I think it's wonderful. So I digress. I think it's a great thing to do. I do it personally. Uh, it's something I wish I could do more. But again, those 90 minutes that you carve out away from the world are great. Other things that take less time but are a little more rare are things like cryotherapy. And that's kind of uh, a newer thing. But again, there are places coming, uh, coming out all over the place for it. Um, and the idea of cryotherapy is they put you into a tank and they inject a whole bunch of cold air, like very sub-zero air, very, very quickly. And the temperature drops dramatically in a very short period of time. Again, very similar to an ice bath. But the difference is it's not going to take as much setup. You basically walk in and, you know, two minutes or less you walk later, you walk out and you've got those, those cold shock proteins. It's like having taken an ice bath. It's like having iced your whole body. So again, a great thing to help you if you're feeling really, really sore. And the great thing about recovery is it's becoming more and more of a mainstream thing. And because it's becoming more of a mainstream thing, you're seeing more of these types of places, right? Massage is now something that's common. There's, I mean, it, it, there's a massage place in my shopping center and in each of the shopping centers around me and across the street and everything like that. There's floating places all over the place, right? There's a cryotherapy place, not as all over the place, but definitely becoming a thing. Um, and then what's interesting is now how people are taking sports rehabilitation as a big thing. And there are places that take each of these things and use them. And they do other crazier stuff like, you know, uh, electrostim therapy and cupping and that kind of stuff, which again, all very good for recovery. But the most important thing to think about is having a proactive plan. All these things that I'm talking about are wonderful. And there are a great many others. I'm sure there, if you guys are listening right now, you may be thinking of one that helps your body recover and helps you maintain that nice level that you like. But maybe I didn't hit it for whatever reason. That's okay. This is just the list I came up with. Either way, it's the thing that you need to do is have a plan for recovery. A nice thing to do is carve a couple of days out of the month that are going to be your recovery days. Some people take a rest day every week, and that's one thing. Rest and recovery are not always the same, right? Don't get me wrong. Sleep, that part of rest, very big part of recovery. But Taking the day off from working out is not the only form of recovery, nor should it be. 
What's very important is that we make time for the other recovery as well. Taking the time to put that little stretch in in the beginning of your day. Taking the time to get either a professional massage or use something like a foam roller or the, the shepherd's hook that I described. Right? Taking that Epsom salt bath. Again, not an expensive thing. Right? Pretty easy and it's going to take you 20 minutes. Uh, if you have a little more time, find those places that I talked about. Places where you can do the sauna. Places where you can do cryotherapy. Places where you can float. Different things to help your body and your mind recover from all that you put it through on a weekly basis. That way, you can continue to put it through that weekly basis. And you're, you're continuing to treat your body like the high-performance machine that it is. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. You can find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. As always, guys, please make sure that you subscribe so you get new episodes every Wednesday. You don't miss a one. Make sure that you guys rate and review the podcast. just helps. And please, most importantly, the thing I can never ask you to do enough is share the podcast with anybody who you think needs to hear it. Until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the map.